Hello and welcome to the Badass Wellness Coaching. I'm your host, Bede Hoffman, and today I'm super, super excited to be joined by Faye Hunter and Bob Hyde, Transitional Life Coaches and Mentors. Mentors. Our topic today is how to identify the defensive and protective behaviors that prevents us from being seen, accepted, and loved. It's also the first time I'm having two siblings on the show. So for me, it's a very, very special occasion. Faith, Bob, welcome to the Badass Wellness Coach Show. Thank you, Didi. Will you please give us a 30-second bio of what it is that you ladies do? I'll do 15 and Faye, you do 15. <laughs> um, what we do is we work with uh, people to help them understand the understanding what self-love is. And the first step in that is to identify um, our defensive and protective behaviors and how it holds us back. My background is very eclectic, I guess. I at the traditional schooling, I have a graduate degree in um, human dynamics where I study relationships, mind, body, spirit, and how we connect as humans so we can live and thrive. And so I kind of help people navigate that so they can choose to have a, you know, a loving connection that they're maybe working on to help them move forward in their life. Faye? And well, I'm actually the analytical side of this. Um, <laughs> I uh, tend to be more analytical um, and I am transitioning hopefully more to be uh, right brain versus left brain. I'm very much into leadership um, and uh, how the brain works and how that um, uh, correlates into uh, what they call relational skills, uh, which again taps into your emotions and feelings and how you're connecting with people. Uh, but I, I do focus uh, on leadership styles. And the one that uh, I, I choose uh, to, or I have been focusing on is called a relational, um, or is connecting, connecting, uh, building relationships where leadership is based on relationships and not so much managing uh, your, your um, whoever your group is. I love that you're able to work together as left brain and right brain. Yes. Um, oh, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> the, the, the rest she of keeps us, me grounded. Oh, yeah. oh, that's awesome. You know, the rest of us as solo entrepreneurs, and I mean, again, that's an advantage that you already have because you're in a partnership. But um, yeah, we have, you know, we, we either dominant, either left or right brain. Um, and that is actually awesome to have somebody i want to read your favorite quote that bob included for oh. send me and i'm going to read it because it's a long one and then i want to have your, your it's your, impactful yeah you know, it's so impactful and it comes from yeah. from a very impactful book uh, from mm -hmm. paul young the shack but i'm going to read it um, if anything matters then everything matters because you are important everything you do is important every time you forgive the universe changes Every time you reach out and touch a heart or a life, the world changes. With every kindness and service, seen or unseen, my purposes are accomplished and nothing will be the same again. I'm getting goosebumps reading this. Um, your thoughts, I'm ladies? I'm getting teary eyed every time I hear it. <laughs> I'm tough, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely love that quote because it spoke to me. Um, um, our background, we did grow up in a very um, 
traumatic emotionally, physically, spiritually um, thing to just, you know, based on how life happened. And when I read that quote, um, well, let me backtrack my, I, ha I got a life coach um, when I was diagnosed with cancer and she told me, Hey, read this book. And I was like, okay. And I was on the, um, in the hospital, you know, in what's it called? Uh, um, gosh, it was it isolation. And I was reading this book and I came across that quote and it just, I don't know why it just hit, it made me feel like, oh my gosh, I mean something somewhere in this universe. I never connected it before. So that's why that quote is so impactful for me personally. And just knowing that, and it inspires me to be, to be the best person I can be moment to moment. And of course that looks different based on where I'm at, you know, emotionally, mm -hmm. physically, but I want to make sure that I show up with kindness. Kindness is something that I, it's just a love language for love, right? Is kindness and everything that it encompasses. Oh. Faye, you want to add something to that? Oh, no, I, I'm, no, it's a great quote. Um, it always kind of plucks the strings of your heart when you read it, because I, I think people can, everyone can connect to that statement and, and can see themselves within those words. And so I, I mean, no matter how many times I, I hear it or read it, 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 it just has that feeling. It doesn't go stale, so to speak. It's just something that, to me, it's just something, it's a, a universal truth, right? So it's just like that. I think that's why it's so impactful um, each time you read it. And then I think each time that you read it, I think you uh, get a different perspective, not only of the words, but of, of yourself and how in that moment, because you change, right? You're not the same person you were even yesterday. So that those words have such an impact on you each time uh, that you go back and review or reflect on it. Cool. And sitting here, the first time I've, I've met Bob before and I've listened to Bob before and spoke to her, but first time I hear your face and I can already detect the left brain versus the right brain. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's my fallback yeah <laughs> I, you know I, I refer myself as a recovering perfectionist because I'm very I, I was very much in my left brain for a very long time but it was um, a defensive uh, you know it was a way to protect myself yeah. uh, so for me my journey is to be to learn to be more open be vulnerable and and put myself out there and, and know that um it's going to be okay. No matter the outcome, it's going to be okay. Uh, so for me, it's a, it's a journey. And for me, the way I work through those type of uh, my personal issues is I'm very curious. So when I don't understand, I'm like, why am I not able to, I look at Barb and go, how can she, how can she do this? And I don't get it. So my, I get curious. And so therefore I end up studying things, which leads me down and opens up different doors, you know, because um, you're not aware of things that you're not that you don't know about, right? So being curious is a way of opening doors and, and furthering that path. Um, so for Barb and I, it's nice because we're able to, you know, walk hand in hand because it's, you know, like, like you said, left brain, it's kind of like left brain, right brain, uh, but I'm trying to find a happy medium. You know, I, I don't want to be one or the other. I, I would like to be effective with both because both managerial, which is your left brain and right is more kind of your leadership kind of intuitive skills. It's important to be able to, to utilize both the left brain and right brain. It's just knowing when to use those type of skills and being able to trust yourself because it really does come down to self-trust and and learning how to um 
manage your life versus lead your life and you know where you need to go right so it's are you completing a task or are you are you moving on your journey and I, I think that makes it right brain left brain spot on statement that you made curiosity opens doors yeah uh, that is so true huh never thought about it that way uh, but yeah, it's so true Let's love get... curiosity yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, just it's really the key to happiness if you think about it even yeah. if it's a tough situation it's 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 self-leadership when you're curious yeah that's so true and you know being curious about people and about life in general does open doors i've never thought about it love you for sharing that uh, i'm going to <laughs> I'm going to highlight that as one of the nice quotes already. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> let's get down to the business side of this interview here today. And that is what are defensive and protective behaviors? So defensive and protective behaviors is something we all learn as humans through our cultural family and just um, experiences through life. Um, there's five main ones. If you look them up, there's, you know, subcategories within them, but mainly it's uh, lying. And there's a whole subcategory of what lying is, right? Uh, running, that means when we shut down or physically run from something. And none of these are good or bad. This is to help you identify how you're showing up and how to use these tools, just so you know that. So I, I, I don't believe in the sense of good and bad in anything. It's just having an awareness so you know what your choices are, so you can make the best possible choice. Um, so lying, running, attacking, attacking is verbally, physically, of course, mentally to yourself. So there's a whole subcategory of that. Um, acting like a victim and clinging and clinging is my <laughs> go-to as a human. So, cause once you can recognize how you show up, then you can make different choices because that's what healing is, right? So when I was younger because of the trauma and everything that we went through emotionally, I always had to look for validation. What Faye calls, a, a, we, we call ourselves recovering perfectionists because our people pleasers because of wanting that need of acceptance from whoever. So um, we had the experience of moving quite a bit as children, you know, um, just because of the situation in and out of different many schools. And I am so thankful that I'm a, I'm a triplet. The other one's not here. But if I didn't have these two people in my life growing up, I don't know if I would actually be here right now just because of all the trauma that we went through. Um, they were my rock in, we. it's kind of, odd to think because most people they either turn against each other or they just come together and there's like we're going to get through this so that's what um all this is so important I got very curious when I got sick because I didn't want to die and I was like I need I need to figure this out and this is where I learned all this stuff and I learned like the laws of the universe you know universal laws which is basically you know being a good human and what's that look like accountability and responsibility for self so if uh, defending and protecting behaviors are basically just taking accountability for who you are so you can show up and make the best choice and it's very difficult my urge is wanting to fix people which is a form of controlling um, and because I want to be accepted which is clinging so you can see the roll down the hill with that and how we're so wired for that and we're also taught that that by telling people how to do things or giving unsolicited opinions that you're helping them 
but in the reality of it is you're taking their choice away from them and and on the receiving side normally they feel judged and they disconnect from you um, energetically and sometimes physically and then we all go what's wrong all I did was help them you've heard that story right it's like all I did was help them and they don't like me and it's not that you weren't in the intention of trying to be helpful it was in the intention of how they received it so we have to be mindful not that we have to be we're not responsible how people respond to our information but we have to also be um willing to be asked for our information i'm sitting here and and, and see where i fit in the left me rather not share. yeah <laughs> but yeah i i think i have two of those um yes that i tend to that i tend to fall back on so tell me what's going to happen when I'm able to identify these behaviors? What will change? Well, first you'll have a meltdown because it's taking that accountability. I just remember going, I was the worst mom. I'm the worst spouse <laughs> because you start seeing how you showed up once you understand it. So once you get past that and understand that, Hey, I did the best I can with what this isn't about judging you or judging other people, because trust me, when if you can identify it in yourself, you start doing this. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a liar. Oh, he's a clinger or whatever you, mm -hmm. yes, it's easy to deflect. It's easier to see it in other people than see it in ourselves. So that's okay to have that, but we have to discern when to share it. That's why I say we don't share our, our um, observations unless we're asked, of course, this isn't with children, but with the, you know, adult to adult, um, unless we're asked because then what happens is when we start sharing unsolicited, uh, unsolicited, um, information of observations that might be actually right it might feel unloving by sharing it when somebody's not ready to have that information for themselves because we have to be mindful of how that person on the other side is receiving or they so the thing is is there's um three questions i usually ask myself when i have a conversation um when we're having like sharing information <laughs> is one am i coming from a place of love like i want to help them because i love them not because i you're inconveniencing me and you need to fix this right two is um can they hear me because if somebody's in an emotional upheaval no matter where they're at you know what i'm talking about when they're having an emotional state either of high joy or low lows they're not going to be able to hear that information through the um, and, and the intent it was given, even if it's even if you are doing it from a place of love. And the other one is um, are 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 what was my third question? I forgot. So it's can they hear me and can I and are they willing to hear me? Right. So that's the thing. It's like they need to be able to be open. So and you have to be and it takes practice. There's no other way around this other than practicing and the willingness to communicate with each other and the willingness to take a break if we need to, if we get triggered. And that's a whole nother, you know, enchilada. <laughs> if I want to start fixing this. What's the first thing that I can do? The first thing I tell my clients to do is before I even onboard them or do our first session is I give them a book to read because it kind of gives you the foundation. I'm not the one who came up with this. It's from studying. Um, it is called Lovability by Dr. Robert Holden. And then a Dr. Um, Greg Bear actually breaks down each of those um, defensive and protective behaviors. And that's where I learned that from. And I literally spent, I have 
I wrote it down on a piece of paper and I would read it two or three times a day because it, you have to, you have to get it in your brain. You have to, if you do it just once a month or just occasionally, it's going to take you 20 years before it kind of clicks for you. But I was determined to get this because I wanted to move past my own self wall that I had built up for myself. And I knew that it was my work to do. And it was nobody else's um, responsibility to do that. As much as I wish I could do it for other people, that would be amazing. You know how many healed people and healthy people we would have if we could do that for each other? The only thing we can do for each other is show up and support each other and listen and have the courage to say no when you can't do it. Because that's very scary to say no to people when you don't have the capacity to be a listener or to do whatever it is and know that you're coming from a place of love no matter how they're receiving that no. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Badass Preneurs Rainmaker Training Ground for coaches, consultants and experts who want to build a financially vibrant business. Rainmakers have an almost uncanny ability to generate new business, attract clients and gather referrals. In other words, Rainmakers know how to generate cash on demand almost magically. And the great news is, anyone can learn how to become a rainmaker. Simply visit badasspreneurs.com and start your rainmaker training today. So if you can just shift gear a bit uh, and, and start with a, with a simple question in terms of who is your ideal client? If, if I as Didi was to bump into them in my normal going around in the world, what will I hear them say? What will I see them do? Because let me not put words in your mouth. Because... It's okay. Well, I, I do have a, I guess what you call a vetting thing. I do have a hundred questions that I ask, I ask them to fill out. And it's not because I want the hundred questions. It is because are they willing to show up for themselves and answer questions and reflect? Because as a um, coach or mentor, I don't want to drag somebody through this and prove to them that this works. I want them to be curious and have a willingness. I really don't know the details of whatever they're struggling with. We can get over with together. That's something I can help them teach them the tools, but are they willing to sit down and do the work? Because if they're not having the knowledge is great, but if you're not willing to use that knowledge, it's really not going to be a gift to yourself or anybody else. It doesn't matter that you can, you know, I guess I can use, you know, like you quote something or, you know, something like engineers, they know it, right? And mm -hmm. you could know all the things in the world, but if you don't, if you don't implement it, it's never going to work. It's never going to manifest into your life. So you have to have a willingness. That's what I'm looking for. So I have the book, read this, right? When we, so what I do is I do the hundred questions. If they do that, we do the half hour, you know, consultation. If they do that, I'll go, okay, before we book our first, uh, you know, appointment, I want you to read this book. And then I have some questions for them. And then we go. I know they're here and they're here to be a partner with me and we're going to work together instead of me trying to prove to them who I am because I already know who I am. I know what I can do. I've walked it. I'm good. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. But if you don't want to show up and you want to be on the side, side, side of life, I don't want you there. But if that's where you feel safe and you don't feel safe enough to move forward, then that's okay. I'll be here when you're ready. And I let people know that it's just that simple for me. A big thank you for sharing that. A big, big thank you. 
for the simple purpose, I think today, especially the people that I work with and my students, they totally hung up on trying to convince people to work with them. They, they, they try their very best to sell themselves to their clients. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's such a big validation of what you've just said. And I've asked that question because I've heard you said that before about the 100 yeah. questions. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I absolutely love it because we, we would deliver our best work when we work with people that are there, like you said, they're there. Um, and what I try and teach my students is to actually be a Simon Cowell when you sit down with your clients. Make them work to work with you. Um, best work that you can get. Uh, Faye, do you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, because I was like, well, yeah, I'm totally in agreement, but because obviously we work together, right? So I'm, you know, obviously doing the same type of steps. Um, but again, um, I'm just going to circle back to what Barbara was saying, self-awareness, uh, curiosity. Um, and again, if you don't have curiosity, then you have a really hard time developing your self-awareness. And really, I think to be a good healer is healing yourself first, yeah. uh, because how can you possibly assist someone in their healing if you're not healed, right? Um, I'm not saying that you need to be perfect. You're human. You're going to go through emotions. You're going to, but you need to be able to have the ability to go through whatever it is that you're going through and be able to be an observer. That word kept popping in when you were talking. You need to be an observer of your life and, and not react to your life, but actually respond to your life, right? And again, like Barb was saying, you you don't always get to choose your circumstance, but you get to choose how you respond. So if if you're if you're just going through life and you're just reacting to to whatever is coming into your life, um, it's uh, I think it's minimizing your opportunities uh, versus where you're if you respond, which means you're taking a uh, you take a step back. You're kind of looking at the situation. Of course, this can happen really, really quick. And sometimes it can take days or months. It just depends on whatever it is that you're dealing with, right? You kind of look around and go, okay, what is going on and what are my options versus just going to that first knee jerk, oh, let's go this way without realizing that um, there might've been another two or three other options in that moment. So, you know, again, I'm more on the, on like Barb was talking about communication, everything she's talking about, I call it communication skills. Um, and of course that comes back, everything comes back to your feelings, right? Everything is based out of two things. You either come from a place of fear or a place of, uh, a place of love. And so learning how to um, be able to choose and be aware of your choices and where you're responding from versus reacting, right? To me, fear is reacting, love is responding. That's, you know, that's how I kind of look at it. Um, it helps me. And of course, curiosity changes. And as I change, so, so do I. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. But I'm on board with Barb with, as far as vetting uh, people and assisting them. Because um, I know our value um, as a team. And I do, so, certainly want to work with someone who wants to work with us. I don't need to convince someone to work with us. Absolutely. I love the, the fact that you said that, and, and it boils down, and you've said it before, we actually need to be able to lead ourselves before we can go out and lead anybody else. Yes. Um, in, in our families, with our clients, anyway. Having gone through this vetting process, what is the dream outcome you help your clients achieve? 
It depends on the client. So if I'm working with a professional, like a healer or, you know, a coach or whatever, you know, somebody in the um, holistic community, we talk a lot about the difference between empathy and compassion. So, because a lot of what I hear a lot of, I don't know if it's across the board, but what I've come across in my practice is they take on the pain body of another, of their client or whoever they're working with. And that's absolutely a disservice to your client. And so how do we move past that? And that's not that you can't be empathetic. It's you're, you need to connect, but it's not for you to take on the pain for them and, you know, try to fix it. So I really help them get really clear about how to step back and be a a compassionate healer without making it their own because compassion does is empathy is a key component of compassion but compassion is also holding space for somebody and not taking it on as you are and not jumping into the the pain pool with them and saying me too it's very hard because we're humans we connect through stories so when you have somebody you're working with it's very easy to go me too this is my story and you flip it and you're making it about you instead of them and that's the minute you lose them even if they don't they may not even recognize that you're not the disconnect is there the focus as a as the healer on this side is to be 80 percent listening 20 percent uh asking questions right and that's basically because most people hold the answer the key to who they are and their healing all you have to do is lead them there with the questions and let them talk that is my approach when i coach um, I know I talk a lot when we're doing this, Judy's never seen me, go, but I'm actually very back off when I'm one-on-one um, -on -one with the person in that environment. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. And then with people that are coming to me as, co as a, a life coach or transform, we focus on identifying their, you know, the defensive and protective behaviors mm -hmm. and then, and then how to move forward and looking at what do they want and how can they accomplish that? And I give, I have a 10 week program that I go walk them through and um, it basically helps them because 10 weeks for me is like, I can give you all the tools. I can give you all the information after that. You kind of just have to go practice it. And then I'll do, you know, one or two off coach. I'll let them, I'll coach with them once a month. Cause I don't want them become codependent on me to make a decision in their life. But they're my, goal as a coach one-on-one um, -on -one, is to get them so they feel confident in their own answers and follow from inside out sort of checking in with me and getting validated so that is my practice as a life coach um, I haven't done that for a couple of years because I've been proct uh, practicing projects but I'm thinking about going back in because I've had several requests so I'm thinking about it <laughs> Uh, if I understand correctly, the, the logistics of the whole coaching arrangement, it's a 10-week program and mm -hmm. it's and it's one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cool. Ladies, time is catching up with us. So, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, so let's wrap this up. Before I wrap up, I just want to tell something very interesting and funny. Uh, I was co-hosting a speaker with Bob on a business retreat. And I normally, when I listen to podcasts and even watch videos, I put them on 1.5 to 1.75 speed. <laughs> Bob was delivering at a speed that I, I couldn't even keep up. <laughs> it was just, she was just, she was talking like a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was. Yeah, it was. It was uh, a miscommunication. Yeah. yeah. She, she thought she had less time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she, she had forty minutes. 
but what four zero but she understood she had one four fourteen and she, <laughs> she just blasted to it uh, I yeah, I, I prepared for 40. And for some reason, I heard 14 when she said that. I was like, oh, dang, okay, I'm gonna get through this. Oh, it, was so uh, it is funny. It makes me yeah. laugh every time yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Uh, you, you have a magazine for our listeners. Tell us a bit more about that. Our e-magazine that we have currently is on it's www.beautifulmess.love. It's free and it's just a um, introduction to some of the coaches that I support, along with Faye and myself, sharing stories, exercises, how to get a hold of us. And then, you know, and then we do have an app coming out in June. So that'll become, it's called My Life Mentor. So I'll, I'll let you all know about that in the next couple of weeks here. And that is just to support people and to kind of get an idea of who I am before having, do I want to connect with her? So it can kind of, kind of gives the story and, and is this something that resonates with me? Because I do believe in sharing yourself to a point, but um, people are curious. So that's what I, that's where I send them now is like, go down, download this e-magazine. And we do have another one coming out shortly here, I believe in June as well, that goes over our different um, um categories that we have in our business because we do have five prongs in it um one is for women one's for a co-ed one's for leadership and one's for self-healing and then we do have a blog vlog uh that's coming out on youtube so that's okay. Faye and i talking about different subjects because i get asked so many questions we just decided we're going to just start recording it and then people can go look at it and uh, listen to it so I don't have to repeat myself over and over again which I don't <laughs> mind doing but it, it's a lot sometimes when you're you know as you get busy uh, with everything and uh, building our social media uh, uh, platforms uh, please make sure and I'll, I'll pop you the links that I have just please make sure that I have all the links and I can put them in the show notes uh, where yes. do where do the two of you hang out on social media? What's the favorite social media coffee shop? I would say my my most popular one right now is Facebook, um, and it's Beautiful Mess. Um, it's called Beautiful Mess. That's the name of the book I wrote, gosh, ages ago, and I just put it up there as a way to connect with other people. And um, we have Instagram under the same name. It says Beautiful Mess Two. We have, and we have just blah, which is what is our, our um, talking show. And that's just stand up, speak about it. And let's talk it, let's talk about it. And that's just, you know, answering questions. And then of course um, we'll have the app out. So there's just all different ways. If you type in Barb Hyde under Google, you're going to find all my information or beautiful mess, uh, Barb Hyde, and it'll come up as well. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. A any final words of advice for our listeners? And I want to start with you, Faye. I would say stay curious and, and, and keep going and, you know, keep building who you are. And um, like Barb says, there's no right or wrong. It's just choices, right? And so I, I we're big supporters of that. So um, curious. That's really my biggest one. That's for me. So that's why I like to put out my world. Thanks for sharing I'm that. Gonna, yeah, I'll circle around back to the quote. I just want everybody to know who's listening or going to listen. It's you matter. No matter how you show up, how messy you are, 
you matter. There are people that do care, even though it doesn't feel that way. They are there for you, waiting to love and support you. They are loving and supporting you. Um, and we want you here. We want you in the tribe. We want you to be a part, a part of this. And that's how I feel about people. I think people are beautiful. They just have a lot of challenges and some are just more practiced than others. And that's all it is. And it's just having a willingness to show up for yourself so you can be there for others. Faith, Bob. Thank you so much for sharing your passion and your wisdom and your knowledge with us. I wish you only the very, very best and may your business grow and prosper beyond your wildest dreams. Oh, thank you. It was lovely meeting you and talking with you. There you have it, my dear wellness friends. Another badass episode packed with ideas and inspiration to help you build your own financially vibrant high-impact coaching business. Get the free Beautiful Mess e-magazine and discover how to live life without fear and connect with Bob and Faye on social media. All the links will be on today's show notes page. Simply pop on over to badasspremiers.com forward slash podcast. And thank you so much for listening to the Badass Mamas Coach Show. Please make sure to subscribe and rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's super easy and it really helps me a ton. The best my dear wellness friends. The world's really need a healthy vibes. Let's go and share it with anyone showing just a tiny spark of interest. Please stay safe and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.